at the end of the day where real value uh, that listeners get and viewers get is from just someone that they can actually connect with absolutely mm -hmm. but we got jazz yeah so <laughs> Best guest ever. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop, podcast series. We're shutting the series down after this. <laughs> Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you? Hello. I'm fantastic, guys. How are you doing? Never better. Awesome. Why don't you tell everybody who's watching, who is Jazz? What are you all about? Where'd you come from and where are you now? And we'll get into where you're going later. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really appreciate that. And uh, uh, welcome to everybody who's watching and or listening right now. Uh, my name is Jazz Takar, uh, born and raised in uh, Rexdale, which is just on the northern part uh, of, of Toronto. Um, and I, I got two older brothers who really, really uh, kept me out of a lot of trouble in an area that uh, doesn't have a lot of mentors. And, and so for me, um, I wasn't someone that was going to learn in in the setting of of traditional schooling um because i was that kid even at five six years old putting up my hand and and wanting to volunteer at the bake sale the book sale knock on doors uh uh to sell christmas ornaments now looking back it probably had to do with the fact i just want to get out of a class because i i truly learn from from being around people, seminars, workshop, books, audiobooks, but um, it was really my two older brothers who 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 mentored me at a young age, and and sales for me was was something that. I just, I just found a lot of freedom in at 12. I had my first paper route. I then started getting more paper routes and divvying them into my, uh, divvying them off to my friends. And I guess I kind of had that entrepreneurship in my blood. Um, and at, 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 a, at a very young age, but once I got paid, I was like, this is cool. Like I get to do what I like and I'm getting paid for it. So that's when I just like, I, I, I knew I was going to do something around in and around sales and service. I got into shoe sales. Uh, but not like the Al Bundy type of shoe sales and maybe some of the younger crowd today is not going to that that went right over their head. But my I'm hand, talking about my hands uh, in here. I'm just going to sit like oh, this. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep All right. going. At <laughs> and, 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 and look, Daniel, I did not score four touchdowns at Pokai, but oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, um, it was more at Sporting Life, like helping helping sprinters and marathon runners. And and the reason I mentioned that is because you really needed to understand product knowledge. Like at, a, at 15, 16, like I was in these meetings with Nike and not at like high level, but they would bring in their reps and, and talk about product knowledge, which was important because I understood that, oh, to be really good in sales, like you need to know your product and you just can't like bullshit your way through stuff like the more you know about your product the more you know about your inventory the more and especially if you're passionate about it wow is that ever the 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 best mix uh, uh to 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 do more sales and then i went into the banking industry i went into car sales 16 years ago um i got into real estate 
Uh, I had a, a business partner um, at uh, uh, very early on in my career. He, he, he mentored me. He was a third older brother to me. Um, at that time, we had about two, three real estate agents on our team. We're now up to about 50 real estate agents, 11 support staff. He's passed on. He passed away uh, uh, four years this September. Um, myself and my current business partner have a real estate company where we help buyers, sellers, and investors. But three years ago, I started on this 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 train, for lack of a better word, of personal branding, um, and I just went all in, and it all started for me with a podcast. That's awesome. So, you, I mean, in what you were talking about, there's obviously through all of the different things that you've been doing, the delegation piece, and I think that's a piece that a lot of us struggle with. Um, you know, hiring our first assistant, getting that other team member on board. And that seemed just maybe, was it something that came naturally to you? And do you have any advice for people that struggle with that piece? Yeah. So to your first part of your question, Katie, I mean, definitely came naturally to me. I I, I truly suck at 97% of things. Like <laughs> you see all these shelves around me here. The team knows don't put a, a hammer in Jazz's hands, right? Like my my VP slash my co-host on the podcast, Laura Stewart, she put all this stuff up. I technically I'm not very inclined to 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 know how to tape something or 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 um I don't like sending out emails. Like I also know what I don't like. I don't I write everything in subject lines and I I hope that all my clients do the same thing. Just like get to the point. Let's make it very, very easy. But I also wanted to scale. I wanted to do more business, right? And this is not to impress anyone. It's really more to impress upon people where all the data is coming from. My team and I, we help a little over 650 buyers, sellers, and investors every year. There's no way I can do that all on my own. And so I naturally, again, to answer your question, I knew I needed to delegate. It's always something that I've been very comfortable doing even delegating things around the home. Um, I like to bring people in so I can focus in on my core strengths, that 3%. I love doing this. I love having conversations. I like when the cameras are on. I like to meet with clients and do that initial consultation. Um, I, like, I like the fact of, like, I like to negotiate put deals mm-hmm. together. Um, so I, I really honed in on that, on that 3%. In terms of in terms of how 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 someone can kind of get started with it or tips around it, it's exactly that. Like just start to let go slowly, because I know a lot of us are control freaks and we feel like, well, Daniel can't do it as well as me. There's no mm-hmm. way Katie can can send an email as good as I can. And and mm-hmm. once you start to delegate slowly, meaning let her send one email out. Let Daniel meet with one of your clients at the start. Mm-hmm. Coach him through it. Coach her through it. Over time, you'll just get more comfortable. You'll also come to realize how much more you can get done. Like we do all those deals that we do, but we also, you know, I produce about 20 to 23 pieces of content on all the platforms, right? On a daily basis. And, 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 and without actually putting a team together, it's, you know, I've, I just haven't met anyone who's been able to do that. You got to get comfortable with delegation. You also got to get and not have the understanding that you got to leave some money on the table. You can't hoard all the cash for yourself because who's going to want to work with you? And what you guys have done fantastic, just as we were speaking off air, is 
is creating that culture that you guys have. That's why people want to be around you. That's why they want to join your team, right? They want to join your brokerage because they see something in you, right? And and you're also leaving money on the table. Like once you hired an admin person, a front, a front desk person, an, an assistant, a media person, you are actually now not all, not trying to hoard all the cash and leave it in your pockets. You're actually paying people, which will allow you to get more done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's really good advice. And it speaks to every part of the business too. So even though we're going to dial into a specific piece here, what you talked about in focusing on the 3% is so key because everyone's got, maybe it's 5% for some, but I think you're right. The vast majority of things we do are things we're either not great at or don't like doing, Mm -hmm. right? And um, one of those things, correct me if I'm wrong, that you've realized you like doing is specifically the podcast, but you talked about creating content and being in front of cameras and being on the mic. Um, is that where you've been at from day one? Is that something that came over time because you like sales and that transition to I'd like this on a wider scale or that's just that is jazz from a young age is turn the lights on. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, not with the, not with the camera, Daniel. Like I actually did not like the camera at the start. So when I hear people saying, I'm not comfortable with it. Um, um, I'm scared to do it. Like it's coming. Like I, I, I totally understand. In fact, the reason I went down the podcast route, believe it or not, was first and foremost, I knew that it was audio only. And I loved that because being in sales and service for 26 years now, no one's ever told me that, that, that I have a bad voice. Now, with that said, they've never said that you have the most sultry voice on earth either. Like it was, (laughs) nobody's ever commented on it. So I was like, okay, I think I can do this time. I've been on sales calls for a long time. Number two, it was free. I could distribute my message, whatever I want to speak about, and being of Indian descent, my mom negotiates over apples back home. Like I was like, this is free. It's not going to cost anything. And I can talk. And then, and then on top of that, I can speak about anything I want. There's no um, ABC or CNN or global news that actually, you know, even radio shows like AM640, whatever it is, they don't control the narrative. I do. Okay. I'm going all in. And then on top of it all, I don't have to put the camera on because no one has to see me. So for me, it was, again, just it it was, you know, the best case scenario, having all that wrapped up into a podcast. I actually didn't turn the camera on until I interviewed um, Ryan Serhan in New York. And that was because my team said, buddy, like you're going to go to New York and you're sitting down at this guy's office. He's a he's a big shot, like with on with his show and all of that. Like you need to put this on camera. I was like, all right, I guess so. I'll I'll make you guys happy to do it. But I really wasn't comfortable. It was the next phase that really got me excited about about uh, um, putting stuff on camera, which was the the magic of repurposing that happens when you actually turn the camera on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So how did you get Ryan Sirhan to get an interview with that guy? That is awesome. Yeah, funny enough, I mean, back then, um, 
So this would have been exactly about three years ago. Yeah, three years ago, probably like almost to the day now that you uh, uh, bring that up, Katie. Uh, what happened was um, my my co-host and, and, and VP of my real estate company, I mentioned her earlier, Laura, she's a huge fan of Ryan's and a huge mm-hmm. fan of Million Dollar Listing. And she said, oh, that'd be so cool, Jazz, if we can get him. I was like, he's a real estate broker. He has to have a number. Like, how does he sell real estate? Let's just Google what his number is. And his office, because we all have brokerages. I called his office. His assistant picked up. And I said, I'd love to do a podcast episode with Ryan to talk about his story. And they said, yeah, great. No problem. This was really early on. Like, this was three years ago, as I mentioned. Now he's being asked to speak everywhere. But, you know, I've had guests like like Gary V, Grant Cardone, Robert Kiyosaki, and I'm not trying to drop names. I really want somebody who's watching or listening right now. I want them to understand that how I got every one of those people was exactly how I sell real estate. It's just follow up. It's just follow up. I've heard, I don't know, probably uh, in the past week alone, I've probably heard over 200 no's in different variations, either to do business with me on the real estate side, to do business with me on the content side. Um, I've heard over 200 no's this past week, but it's the, it's the, you know, 22 yeses that I've heard this week that are changing the course of my business and my life. Right. So following up, even if, even if you don't even speak the language well, even if you don't even know your product and inventory that well, just by consistently following up, it's a numbers game. You will get the business most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time. But going back to the question about the guests, it's funny because I've had some huge names, as I mentioned. It's actually, it's actually because I know someone's listening right now saying, oh my God, how am I going to get Ryan? How am I going to get all those names that he mentioned? Actually, the most listened to episodes of mine are, are, are with guys and gals that 99% of people don't even know. Hmm. The reason is, is because the listener and the viewer can resonate with a Sue Murphy, who's just an average person who bought six property, invested in six properties or so in the last year and a half. It's more, they're more relatable, right? So the yeah. big names are great for, 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 you know, for, to put on an Instagram feed. But at the end of the day, where real value uh, that listeners get and viewers get is from just someone that they can actually connect with. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we got jazz. Yeah. So <laughs> best guest ever. <laughs> Mike Trump well, podcast series. We're shutting the series down after this. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> so so you've done a large number of episodes. Like you you're up to what is it? Almost 200, 100 and something, right? Episodes? I think, right, I, I, I think so today's when, no, today's two, um, every Wednesday we come out with an episode. So tomorrow's episode will be 171. Wow. Okay. So, so you've done a few, you've got a little bit of experience in this space. When you started, was there, I, I'm sure the direction has taken different forks in the road along the way, which is yeah. natural. But when you started, was there a clear thought in your mind of this is what I want this podcast to represent? Like, how did you begin the process and what did that look like? And then if you want to talk about the progression since then, yeah. um, rant away, because I'm curious. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so first and foremost, the reason I wanted to also do the podcast was because I wanted to give tools to to my clients, my current database. And at that time, three years ago, we were probably hovering around 
5,000, 6,000 people that we've been cultivating for the last 16 years that I've been in real estate. I wanted to just give them tools. I wanted them to, to, to get educated on investing in real estate because most of my business is with investors, but also first-time homebuyers and sellers and smart sizers um, because there's a lot of content out there. And I thought, okay, look, if I'm the one who's in front of them, hopefully my my content resonates with them. But at the end of the day, I'm only going to give them the facts. I'm going to lead with education, which for me was easy because we already had written a book on how to buy, sell, and invest on your own, right? Like that's not, I'm not trying to do a shameless plug here. I really want people to know that we always have led with education. So if you're watching or listening right now, the trade secrets that you might think that you have you don't have any. I'm sorry to break that to you because there's a thing called Google and YouTube that we can figure everything out on our own. And so the cool thing, though, is especially if you're in, let's just say, Canada right now, only 2% of people will ever actually sell their own home. Like we know that as a national statistic in the, in the States, it's a little bit higher. It's 10% of people. So I, I just said, you know what? I'm not going to focus on the 2%. I'm going to focus on the 98% of people that, that, that do use the services of a realtor, but they just don't want to be sold to. They want to be educated so then they can make an informed quality decision themselves. That is by like that was the number one reason why I started the podcast, not to be a podcaster, not to be a YouTuber or anything of that sort. I just wanted to educate my current clients. I didn't even care to get new people. It wasn't even a thought of mine back then, Daniel. It was just like, as long as I can send an email to my clients and say, here's mm -hmm. an episode. I sat down with Joe Blow and we talked about his experience on investing in real estate. Here I sat down with a bank, a mortgage broker and why you should maybe consider refinancing and how it works. What happened over time about, well, I should say about the first 17 episodes, I kind of got bored of talking about real estate. I got a little bored about speaking about the importance of a real estate lawyer and, and why you need a home inspector. And I said, look, there's more to me though. There is more to jazz than just real estate. I love sales. I love uh, uh, building a team and I do it a little differently than others. Um, and I have my own way of doing things, but I want to talk more about entrepreneurship. So episode, I believe like 20 or 21, you can start to see a shift in my guests where I was opening it up and going wider with my conversations. I think the biggest mistake we made looking back is that we called it my real estate company's podcast. It was, it was the REC experience podcast. And I say that was one of the biggest mistakes that we made because it, it, it put us in a box because mm -hmm. a company brand its messaging should be very consistent and, and it, could, it should only speak within that box. But a personal brand, Jazz Takar, Katie, Daniel, we can speak about anything we want. In fact, mm -hmm. it actually allows us to change our mind two years down the road. Like I might want to talk about my love for the Dallas Cowboys more. Uh, right. I might want to talk about my love for 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 sports. I have that ability to do that now because it's named under me. But we didn't make that change and that transition to about about a year later, year and a half later is when we called it the Jazz Tackar podcast, which now, again, allows me to speak to entrepreneurs, 
real estate uh, 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 guys and gals in the real estate industry, buyers, sellers, and investors, and just leadership because I like that stuff. That's how, that's what I watch. That's what I consume. Um, it's all around me. It's always what I've, you know, since 2021, I've always consumed that kind of content. So I wanted to speak more about that. And, and it's been kind of cool because now I'm connecting with people um, all over, all over the world and, and, and from different walks of life. The cool thing with being a real estate agent, because there's someone watching and listening right now that's saying, yeah, but then how am I going to get real estate business? The coolest thing about being a real estate agent is that everybody needs our product at one point in their lives. They either need to buy it to live in it. They either are going to buy it to rent it out or they're going to rent it out themselves. Everyone needs our product. And so if you can just find different ways to connect with people, the conversation about real estate becomes the byproduct. You're not trying to shove it down people's throats where it's always just sold, just listen. And I'm not knocking people who who, who do the, the, the door knocking, cold calling, the just sold. All that stuff works. This is not even a conversation of which one should you do. It's doing, it's, it's more of like doing both and all of it. Try it all. See what works well for you. Continue to do the just listed, just, listed, just sold. But don't let that just be all like consume your feed. Talk about some of your 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 other passions because if you have a passion on 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 skiing or fashion or food, whatever it is, there's other people who have those passions. And imagine how easier the real estate transaction is going to be when ninety eight percent of your conversations about skiing, and then the end is just like, oh, by the way, yeah, I do need to think. I, I am thinking about investing into real estate. Can we do some business together? That's that's an, like just amazing approach because people want to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And I think we often look overlook as realtors, how important that relationship piece is. We're just constantly looking for that next deal. And you look at realtors feeds all the time and, you know, just listed, just sold like top home buyer tips tops, but they don't even open up. They don't even have to show their kids. They can just show their hobbies. They can do anything. And I really think, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like because you were able to open up about all of the different interests you have, you were able to stay consistent with the podcast throughout the last few yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, you're so right with that, Katie. I mean, and you mentioned the kids. Like, I have a seven-year-old uh, uh, as well as a five-year-old, and you won't really find them anywhere on the socials um, because that's just something that my, myself and my wife, we decided not to have them out there. I think my seven-year-old, he, like, just at a younger age, he didn't even like taking pictures. And once I mm. think I shared it with a family member, and he was like, don't share it with people and i was like okay i ain't gonna do that again my five-year-old on the other and i think he likes it too much um <laughs> and he probably is gonna try to take this seat one day probably um, yeah um and so that that's the coolest thing with content and podcasting specifically that you get to control the narrative you get to speak about whatever you want it's your personal brand but because i enjoyed my topics so much is why I was able to stay consistent. Every single Wednesday, we've come out with an episode like clockwork. Um, mm -hmm. Now, sometimes we're like right up to Tuesday and we're just finishing an episode. But majority of the time, I have five, six, seven uh, episodes in the can ready to go. And it's because I was passionate about it. I was passionate yeah. about it and, and, and I liked the topics. Right. And so that will allow you to, if you just speak about real estate, I have a feeling you're going to be some like what happened to me after episode 17, 18, I was like, how many times am I going to tell people that, yeah. that, that you need, you know, you need all these things ahead of time before you yeah. buy a home or you sell a home. Right. And so really opening it up, 
speak about your passions. It will definitely make you want to do it on a regular basis. And, and then you can start that machine of repurposing. No doubt. So would you say, like in your case, you started off as a brokerage brand, you started off real estate specific, and you've broadened that now to be yourself, so to speak, not that you weren't before. Would you say that in some way, it was still perhaps beneficial because you laid a foundation where people got to know you, the real estate guy first, and now you're adding on to your real estate base, or would it have been as or more successful if from day one, you were you and the masses got to know that real estate is something you do, like sort of the way you are now, where uh, maybe you would have initially started with your five to 6,000 people and they would have just gotten to know you. Um, and this is more for a lot of people who are listening are people who are thinking about or just starting a podcast themselves. And this might be um, something they're battling with, which is shit, should I be just talking real estate? Because that's what I want people to focus on. And I want them to know me for that first. And then I'll do what jazz does. Or do they just become the John Smith show out of the beginning? Oh, and by the way, I'm a realtor. And that comes up once in a while. I, I, I would go down the path of the John Smith show um, right off the bat. And if I were to do it again, um, and the reason is, is because you can go down 50%. Like, so let's just say you're doing once, once a week, like I'm doing right now. Um, and, and somebody's listening saying, oh my God, that's so much time. It's 30 minutes a week, guys. It's not that much time, maybe 45 sure. minutes. And it will change your life. Not only your business, it will change your life. Um when you do when you do once a week out of out of four episodes in a month, you could keep two of them real estate related. You can go even some months I go all four of my episodes are real estate still till this day because I just feel like I, I was I was really passionate about real estate that month. And and some months I would say, you know, strategically speaking, there's always one episode a month that is real estate related. Um, because I still know that, hey, I gotta keep the lights on around here. Um, and I like look, I like to document people's journeys, right? Like in the real estate aspect, like in the in the real estate world, like the fact that they got their first investment property, how did they get over the hump of getting their their sixth property? But to directly answer your question, uh, Daniel, I would go the John Smith show. Figure out the cadence and give yourself time. You're not going to need to figure this all out in day one. You comparing your fourth episode to my 170th is not fair to you. It's not also fair to me. It's almost an insult because I put in the time and I'm putting in the time. So just understand that you can make changes along the way. It's easier to make that change when you go high level, the John Smith show and you figure out, okay, you know what? I'm going to do 50% real estate, 50% of my other passions. If you look at my Instagram feed, I probably am working on that ratio. I might be off some weeks, but I think it's like 50%, 50%. I speak a lot about um, um, just leadership tactics and, and strategies, as I mentioned before. So that's what you'll see on my profile. But then you'll see me get into the nitty gritty of real estate investing. Like what is ROI? What type of properties are good properties to look at? I, I give you, I showcase some of the properties that I've invested into. I talk a lot about cash flow. So go understanding that you can do that 50% kind of ratio, real estate and your passions, 
but start off with the John Smith show. That's my opinion. I didn't do that. And I wish I had from the start um, because, because going through branding and name changes, it's easy, but it's just the next, it just takes up more bandwidth in your head. Like why even deal with that stuff? I had to change my colors. I changed the name, the branding. You got to go through some logistical stuff on iTunes. You can bypass all that, call it your name and talk about whatever you want because I keep going back to the fact that 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 the objective of marketing, the objective of podcasting should be to attract the right people and repel the wrong ones, which yeah. means that at some point they're going to get a sense of you anyway. So if you're bullshitting like that, that, that you're acting like you have certain passions or not, um, or you speak a certain way on camera, but you don't when you're in front of somebody, that's going to come out. That's going to come out. It's why I made a math. Like I, I decided five years ago, I'm going to wear a t-shirt every day and I'm going to wear a hoodie in the winter. And if mm -hmm. you don't like that as a client, I get it. Like I totally understand. Like, yeah, like I am helping people invest into real estate, but in your mind, it's like, how are you a real estate broker, but you're in a hoodie and a t-shirt? You know what? You're going to see me in a hoodie and a t-shirt one day. And it, it, let's just, let's just get past that right now. And if you don't like it, let's not do business. But if you do, let's go. I think, I think I'm going to resonate and we're going to, we're going to be able to make you money in investing in real estate. But I want you to make that decision upfront so we don't have that weirdness yeah. later on. Right. Yeah. And you typically lose clients or potential clients when down the road they find out more about you or they just don't jive with who, your personality and all that kind of stuff. So you're laying it all out and it's like, you want to work with me? Great. But I'm not going to lose sleep if you don't want to work out, work with me. And that's, that's, I love that. That's so good. And, 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 and I might've went maybe too far to the extreme. Like my team tells me sometimes that, you know, my business partner, I love this guy. He's been with me for, I don't know, 15 years or something like that really is another brother um, of mine. And uh, sometimes it'll be like, dude, like, I think you go too far with it. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, why do you have to mention to people that you don't have a formal education? I'm like, why? Because some words I don't know how to spell. Like and, mm -hmm. and and half of them, like I'm still figuring out when is when it's this there and that there, like e i, you know, like right. I'm still figuring <laughs> some stuff out. Like I'm okay with it because I'm gonna put yeah. it out to the world, and mm -hmm. if you're cool with it, awesome. If not, yeah. I keep like it's okay. Like there's 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 six point six million people in the GTA. I'm not trying to get them all anyway. So no. let's right. you know I'm okay if 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 a thousand people resonate with me every year. That uh, that is the goal. We're not there yet. Um, I, I I think I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's the it's the way to look at it. Like you can't be happy if you're faking it to make it or whatever. And I get it when people are starting and they want to put a face out there to meet people. Just don't put a bullshit face out there because it will catch you every time. And it's interesting, total sidebar, I want to say it was probably 17 episodes of this podcast, yeah, almost to the number where we rebranded also. Yeah, because <laughs> like we, that magic. We started as something and it's, it's funny because we were kind of the opposite problem where we started too broad. It was just so loosey-goosey. The, the podcast used to be called Balance which okay. is such an airy-fairy concept to begin with. I hate it. And, 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 <laughs> I mean, we did it to do it, but it was more about, it was like it was like the Seinfeld of podcasts. It was a podcast about everything and nothing at the same time. And all the, all the episodes are there. So yeah, go listen, everybody, if you haven't. But at that point in time, we said, you know what? This isn't who we're trying to attract. 
Right. And we needed to dial in to the specific people whom we were actually going after, which in the case of this podcast, we're generally not going for more clients or anything like that. Like our target audience is we're trying to educate and enrich realtors full stop. Um, and for that reason, we went through a rebrand as well. And there was a bit of a, I don't know if that's what it is. Maybe after a dozen episodes, everyone has a little epiphany and says, shit, this wasn't what I meant to do. Yeah. Um, but this is good. Now, everyone who's listening to you, take it from us, take 10 extra minutes and ask yourself, is this really what I want to do down the road? Because yeah. you're going to have some sort of a self-evaluation at some point and it's easier to do it before you get started. Yeah. Now, did you guys find it easier um the, the the fact that you did make the change afterwards like the same kind of question that you asked me are you are you are you comfortable now like that you 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 you're, you're going after towards like going towards a niche i, I want to say when you go in this direction of getting more niche now we know what we don't want and so it's a little bit of the opposite where we can say, okay, we've tasted what it's like on the other side. And although it was fun, and this is a different kind of fun, we're still ourselves, we're still not pretending to be something. But I think when you get niche, the one challenge to your point is keeping content fresh and exciting episode after episode, when you dial into a sort of yeah, you know, specific topic. There's always something to talk about, but you want to stay relevant. You want to make sure you're adding value every time. And so, you know, if, if our podcast was just about, I don't know, first time home buyers, at some point in time, you know, week 20, the message is going to sound a lot like week three, seven and 12. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I think uh, the challenge was keeping it broad enough that there's always something useful and current to talk about, but at the same time, specific enough that we're attracting the right people mm -hmm. and keeping them engaged. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, for somebody who's watching right now, I hope what's resonating is you have two groups, like two different podcasts that went two different routes. Um, but you can see smiles on our faces because we like, doing what we're doing that right. right now if you're if you're sitting there and you're on the fence understand that just take action and get started you'll figure it out along the way there's a reason there's a massive sign behind my head um that says ready fire aim right it's a, it's a reminder that the more that you pull the trigger you can adjust along the way like i know that screws with people's minds because we were all taught to look before we leap and 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 make sure that you know where the target is before you start pulling the trigger. I think in business, I think in content, more is more. Do like just start pulling the trigger and then you can adjust if you're too far to the left, too far to the right. But the only way of really knowing that is if you actually pull that trigger. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really well, important. Well, that's where I mean we talk about making like how mistakes are good yeah. and and a lot of people say it but i don't know how many people actually are willing to do it yeah. and what you're saying is 100 percent true like you can't always crawl walk run because while you're while you're while you're crawling someone else is running someone else is trying the thing that you thought i'll do it in a year yeah. but i need to get my feet wet so the value of jumping in and understanding your worst case scenario also like yeah what's the worst thing that happens nobody listens to your podcast yeah. like okay 
<laughs> it's happened. It happened to our podcast. I, 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 100%. I think one of my like my first two, three episodes maybe had like, I don't know, 22 listens or something like that. And they were probably like my brothers and my mother yeah. and my niece. And <laughs> you know what I mean? My team yeah. just my team uploading it. Right. I mean, yeah. um, but that compounds over time. And, yeah. and again, I like, I really want to reiterate the fact that like, don't, if, you're obviously a real estate agent watching right now, or maybe a mortgage broker, like you're not trying to become a uh, Joe Rogan here. Right. And if that's your ambition, awesome. That's great. It's just, you're just giving another set of tools for your clients to introduce you to their network. Right. Because it's a lot easier to ask somebody in your network, hey, hey, Katie, do you mind um, uh, uh, just taking a look at my podcast? I would love to get your opinion on it. Yeah. It's on mm -hmm. YouTube and it's also on Lipson. Rather than, hey, Katie, who's the next person you know that's thinking about buying, selling, and investing? Yeah. Like, what's the chances of the stars aligning that mm -hmm. day that yeah. you ask Daniel and Daniel says, yeah, actually, I have Joe Blow, my, 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 my colleague, just thinking it's about funny you called. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's funny that you called, right? Like, that doesn't happen. It happens. Don't get me wrong, but it's rare, right? And then you're yeah. always the person who's the salesperson rather than saying, Daniel, I would love for to get your opinion on some of the marketing I'm doing, and I'm doing it through 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 a podcast, and it's it, it's it's to educate um, uh, uh, buyer, sellers, and investors. Um, fifty percent of the time, and fifty percent of the time, I'm just kind of documenting my journey with the ups and downs of my life. Um, I would just love to get your opinion on it. Here's a sidebar. That's the script I've been using for 16 years about any marketing that I'm doing. But here's the coolest thing. We as humans love giving our opinions. How was the restaurant yesterday? How was, how, how was the movie that you watched? How's that hotel stay? How's that printing company? We love giving our opinions. So when you ask somebody, they'll be like, yeah, sure, I'll give you my opinion. And so it's, again, I'll, just giving tools for you to grow your network. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so great. I could, I could ask you so many more questions, but I want to be respectful of your time. So as we wrap up, I, I just want to touch upon the power of repurposing your content because ever since we got on YouTube and started doing the same thing as you, like we, we were just, we were literally talking into a phone for like the first, what, 50 episodes maybe. Yeah. And then suddenly we're like, okay, well, let's just get on Zoom because a lot of our conversations are just the two of us. So let's each get on a screen and start talking and put it on YouTube and then repurpose. So for you, like now you're at the point where you're like, you've gone crazy with content. Like you're, you said over 20 pieces of content today, which is just like amazing. Um, how important is that repurposing piece for realtors and just like time-wise and resources and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's at the utmost of importance. It's why you have to do this on video. But if you're scared to get on video, everyone was was scared until you know until they did it. I mean, I didn't. As I mentioned earlier, I was I was petrified. I didn't like the camera whatsoever. Now I need, as I mentioned, I need seven eight of them around me um, because I know what I can do with repurposing. So. Mm -hmm. We've all heard the saying that 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 content is king. I'm I'm a chess player. I know the most important chess piece on the board is the queen. Video is queen. If you're scared again, don't worry. You don't need to speak directly to the camera. If you're having a conversation with somebody and it's an in a, in a, a live interview, just speak to them. 
don't worry about the camera. Just let the camera record. And the reason is, is let's take a 30 minute conversation. What you're able to do with it is take the audio and put that out on the podcast platforms. That's easy. The, the 30 minute video goes up on YouTube. But now you can also take that, that, that 30 minute video and slice it into three, four, three minute clips. You can take still images of the video and actually have quote overlays of what was said. So maybe I said something that resonated with someone. I mentioned ready firing, for example. So if 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 you two are kind enough and give me this recording, my team, they're going to take this video and they're going to take, you like the ask, the little shameless ask there. I appreciate that. Um, my... my <laughs> My team is going to take um, the time I said ready, fire, aim, and put that on the still image. And then I'm going to write a caption on what that means for me. And you could do three, four of those. So now you're up to about 10 pieces of content. Main video, a few clips, a few images, the, pod, the, the audio that goes onto the podcast platforms. You can take that audio and put that into a software called Trint that spits out the transcription of everything that was said. You take everything that was said. Now you have a blog that you can put on your website. You can put it up on medium.com that gets 150 million users a month. It's kind of like the YouTube for blog writers. You can then take captions, paragraphs, and use those as just write-ups for captions on Facebook and LinkedIn. You also can take 140 characters and put that out on, on your Twitter feed. But then you screenshot the tweet and put that back onto Instagram. So now you're up to 15, 16 pieces of content with one 30-minute recording. We're busy as realtors, I get it, but now you have no excuse because let's just say you wanted to go and really push yourself and do four podcasts a month. Now you have you have over you have over 50, 60 pieces of content, which is twice a day on, and you can repurpose it on all the platforms as well. When you guys said that you do the Zoom recordings, one, the only other thing that I would add to what you guys are doing is if when in if and when you could do it live, what you're able to do is if you can just have one person behind the camera, if they yeah. he or she turns it on, what they can also do is just have their cell phone. And they can capture real pictures while you guys are having this candid conversation, but also they can take behind the scenes footage because you'll get a lot of engagement in your stories on Instagram, Facebook, as well as LinkedIn. Now that that has that that platform has stories, a capability as well, where Mm -hmm. you're showing the behind the scenes of a podcast setup or you can always put that 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 graphic up that says coming soon. We were talking about content creation with jazz like you could do a little bit more when you're actually doing it live. um, But at the end of the day, as long as you're getting that Zoom video recorded. You can do exactly everything of what I just mentioned. Yeah. And you mentioned also that you have a ton batched and in the vault and ready to go. Like if jazz wants to take a two week vacation, Mm -hmm. it's so valuable. And we've run into this. I'm sure everybody runs into it where it's like, shit, there's something that has to come out tomorrow and we haven't recorded (laughs) it yet. So that's like a lesson. That's lately. like that's, that's their thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of living with four kids who are yeah. home in a pandemic also, but, yeah. uh, but at the same time, yeah, but that's huge. And like you said, and for those of you who aren't watching when jazz said he wrote the book on this, he literally no look reached over his shoulder and grabbed a book. Like it was like automatic and pulled the actual book out to show everybody. So you have definitely got the experience, the know-how 
and you've backed it up with the talk today. Again, uh, we thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Um, and to everybody who isn't already following Jazz, we are going to share all of his info on every platform <laughs> so that you can make sure if you're not already keeping an eye on him that you do because there are some nuggets that will That's continue right. to come out from him daily, yeah. literally daily. Where's the best place for people to reach out to you or find you? I really appreciate that. Uh, I hope I brought some value to the conversation today. Um, and if something did resonate with you, I think I think the one one the best place, the one stop shop would just just go to my website. It's jazztacker.ca. Flirt around. You're you're in what's called Jazz's world there at jazztacker.ca. Take a look around. There's a vault for salespeople. Um, that if you click on it, there's probably. 10, 12 guides um, that are there. I'll actually even, I'll even throw out that there's a copy of this book that teaches people how to buy, sell, and invest. And any of your viewers or listeners, there's, I don't charge for this. It's absolutely free. Take the book. And what I do till this day is some mornings that I just can't, I'm not creative. I just open it up to page 17. It talks about here on page 17, it talks about making sure as a buyer, you have a game plan. But what I do is, is I read the, the page to myself and then I use that as content. So mm. I want everyone like use this book, repurpose it in any which way you want. Like I'm giving you the permission right now, take my name off of it in the back and use it as your own book. Read it. You should, you can do it in one or two, <laughs> one or two washroom materials, but it's like 112 <laughs> pages. It's not, it's an all in layman's terms. Um, I like, I like books with pictures on them, but my team took away the, 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 the pictures, but um, <laughs> take it, put, take my name off of it. Take, take my contact info out, use it as your own. Don't lie and say that you wrote the book. Say yourself and your colleagues wrote it. I hope after being with you today, I'm one of your colleagues. Um, and and make the make use of the book. My cup is like overflowing. It's my time to give mm -hmm. back to the industry. That's amazing. Thank you That's so awesome. much. We really You're appreciate welcome. it. Level up, 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 level up,